Lingua Podcast live from Dessau is broadcast from Middle Deutschland and features all things languages. The show is hosted by our teachers, presenting students and guests from all walks of language learning experiences. Joining us today is Letitia Brown. She's from Chicago. She studied in Dessau. She also taught English. And in her spare time, she got her B2 certificate in German in less than two years. How did she do it? Let's find out more. Welcome, Letitia. Hi, Scott. Hello, everyone listening. Thank you for having me here. It's good to see you back in the office again. It's good to be back here. I have a lot of good memories. Yeah, it's great. This was like my second home, so it's good to be back. So, Letitia, before we start out, briefly tell us, like, what brought you to Germany in the first place? Oh, this is a good question. So I was living in New York at the time, and I was working uh, for the U.S. government, actually. So I was working um, at that time at the U.S. District Court in New York City. So I had a totally different career, totally different life. Um, but I had been, you know, I had been traveling a lot during this time, and I was just going through some changes within, let's say, and I just wanted to take a break. Um, so actually, so I was in the middle of changing my career. So I had decided that I didn't want to do this government thing anymore. Okay. Um, so I went back to school to study design and I was doing both. I was working full time and still going to school. And, um, I graduated, I graduated from Fashion Institute of Technology in 2017 in May. And then by September 2017, I was in Germany. So four months later, um, yeah, I wanted I, I wanted to take a break. Um, New York's hard. It's fast. It's expensive. Um, and like I said, I had been traveling a lot during that time, and I wanted to live somewhere longer than two weeks. You know, you're two weeks, and you have to come back and go back to work. And yeah, I just wanted to live abroad, long term. So how did you decide? on Germany? Was it the actual like program, the graduate program at the Bauhaus Foundation? It was. So, you know, I never, I never thought I would be living in Germany. I was here for the first time in 2016, you know, as part of my travels. So I was in Berlin. I came here alone. I like to do a lot of solo traveling. Um, and I was in Berlin for about five days. And I had a great time, but I never thought that, you know, a year later I would be living in Germany. It was never on my, like, wish list of places to live. Okay. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I came across the, the master's program, and it sounded really interesting. And, um, but again, this was, like, an option of three. I had three different options for myself at the time. One was just to take a break for a year and travel open-ended. Um my other option was to teach English in Spain. I was accepted and placed in Madrid. So that was an option. And then the third option was to do uh, a master's program. Okay. Yeah. So I ended up getting accepted into um, the program here in Dessau. And I thought that it was a nice balance, right? I would get to live abroad, but also still focus on my career um, and have the opportunity to travel. So, so that's what how... Yeah. So what exactly did you study here? I studied design research. So this is more of like a theoretical 
approach to design. So we didn't design anything. It was more research and writing based. Um, and the idea was to possibly prepare you for a PhD, which I did not end up uh, doing. I decided that I didn't want to do PhD for now. Okay. <laughs> for now. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was a program of maybe there were about 20 of us. It was taught in English. Mm -hmm. Um with people from all over the world, Thailand, Brazil, India. It was amazing. Um, and it was a cooperative program. So there was a lot of group work and mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, but very accelerated. So it was a one-year master's program, and this is why I was attracted to doing it. Like I thought, okay, I could commit to living in Germany for a year, and then you get a master's degree to boot. So, yeah, it, was, it sounded like a great deal, and it... But it was really fast. So in, in principle, like I could have used a year and a half to do this master's program, but um, it is what it is. I graduated. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, okay, so the courses were in English. Courses were in English, yeah. Was it important to you to learn German or to start learning German when you first arrived? If you thought you were only going to be here for one year. Yeah, this is a good question. Um, I definitely thought that I would only be here for a year. That's very true. Um, and I didn't intend to learn German. So this, is, this decision to learn German came about unexpectedly, right? Um, it wasn't a conscious decision, I'll say. So like before I moved here, of course, I was doing Duolingo to familiarize myself with the language, which helped a bit, actually. Mm -hmm. um, what is that Duolingo? So this app that you can learn German, and it's great for vocabulary. And for me, it was nice because when I arrived here, then the language didn't seem so strange, you okay. know, so foreign, right? So I would recognize some words here and there. Um, so that was nice. Um, it helped with the shock, let's say, of being immersed in a new language. So I started with that when I was still living in New York. Um, and then being on the campus is what actually inspired me to learn German. Okay. Well, to learn another language. It just so happened that I'm in Germany, so learning German would be a good idea. Um, yeah, because I'm surrounded now. Um, by students from all over the world. And I saw that they could speak two or three languages already, you know. And, you know, for us, you know, English is our language. And it really shined, you know, a light on my uh, monolingual okay. <laughs> skills. So you were shamed into yeah, learning a second language. I, I took it on as like a challenge. So learning German became... Well, it was more of a personal challenge than anything else. Um, yeah, I didn't want to be the person who could only speak English. Okay. Yeah. And I felt like, okay, yeah, if I'm going to live abroad and make a life here, then yeah, I need to step up my language skills a bit. Um, That's so, an yeah. interesting way to look at it. Like, you wanted to participate mm -hmm. in discussions. And you wanted to interact with your friends in a different language. Yeah. So and that motivated you too. For sure. Um, yeah, I was really inspired by the other students. Yeah, they could speak two or three languages. So 
um, yeah, why shouldn't I? I should be able to do this. But also then there's the, the real, the practical, like the reality of living in Germany. And one, if you know German, it makes your life uh, a whole lot easier. How so? Um, you know, you have to go to the Ausländerbehörde. You have these appointments that you need to make or you, you need to make a doctor's appointment. Um, and it's... It gives knowing the language gives you your independence, you know, some degree of independence, because that's what I was really missing. That's, that's something that I was struggling with, mm -hmm. right? Going from your own country where you can do everything, and then now you need either the help of someone or it's a struggle. So I wanted to have this independence, I guess, back it's in like my regaining life. independence. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's an accomplishment too, like communicating yeah. in a different country. In that particular foreign language and yeah. you know being understood being understood and to understanding yes um it's a lot of putting yourself out there there's a lot of vulnerability that comes with le learning a new language i must say scott so this is learning german has also helped me work on making myself vulnerable putting myself out can there. you give us one example of where you felt vulnerable um yeah all the time so I feel most vulnerable, I'll say, when I have to do business over the phone, let's say, because, you know, in person, I could use body language, I can use my hands, I can right. show them stuff. So it's not as bad. You can use a little bit of charm if you have it. But over the phone, you don't have that. So yeah, but I, I have to say that um, going through these job interviews is yeah. where I felt the most vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because I want to present myself in a professional way. Yeah. I want to show myself in the best light. But um, even with the level of German that I have now, it's still, you know, I still have my, my weak spots, let's say. It's still a challenge. It's, it's still a challenge. We should tell everybody right now that you have a B2 certificate. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do have this. Um, so you've been interviewing for jobs during the pandemic. During the pandemic, Making yes. it extra difficult, right? Yes, very difficult. Have you had online interviews or mostly telephone interviews? Um, I have had online interviews, so on um, Zoom or okay. Teams, something like this. Okay. Um, I've had some initial phone calls, you know, but that's mostly that was mostly just to schedule the interview mm -hmm. and then the actual conversation took place okay. uh, on a video call. Yes. Have all the interviews been conducted in German? Yes. Okay. And that, I have to say, was, um, yes, vulnerable, difficult, all of that, but it was actually a dream come true or a goal accomplished. So when I was going through this process of learning German, um, I set the goal that I wanted to have a, an interview in German. Okay. This was something I wanted the whole time, and I finally did that. Um, so on the one hand, the interview was difficult, but on the other hand, I got to accomplish this goal that I okay. set while I was a German student. So in your graduate degree program, were German language courses offered to, to students? Yes, that was actually a nice thing. Um, they were offered to us, but not very frequently. So we, we had German classes once every two weeks okay yeah so it wasn't much but i did take advantage of those classes so that was nice um but it was only because as i said the master's 
program was accelerated, so we didn't really have a lot of time for anything else. So learning German um, beyond that was not a possibility until after I graduated. Okay. Um, yeah, and then the decision to stay also was unplanned. Like the the one year went by so quickly, and I just decided that I wasn't ready to go back. Like. I wasn't, but one year wasn't enough. I learned that. You get accepted to graduate school mm -hmm. in, in Germany. And when a student graduates, you are allowed a certain uh, amount of time. Yes. So if you study and you, you get a degree here um, in Germany, then you um, can apply for a job-seeking visa, which gives you 18 months mm -hmm. to find a job. Um, so what was the reason that you weren't ready to to leave? Oh, another good question. Um, I felt there was more to do. I, I was having fun. Um, I saw the change in my lifestyle, like for the better. It was, you know, more relaxed. And I wanted to um, experience more of Germany. So at this time, I'm only in Dessau, which is fine. But um, yeah, I wanted the chance to experience other other parts of Germany um, yeah I was liking the lifestyle so what exactly about the lifestyle oh, did you like yeah it's it's easier um, how so and in Dessau I feel I mean I can't speak for everywhere in Germany I can only speak for my my time in Dessau but um, I, I really learned how to appreciate the simple things in life so in Dessau you know our options for for nightlife and socializing are a little bit limited um so you know we spent a lot of time we meaning myself and my friends from the university we spent a lot of time in the park and having picnics and and having barbecues um and it forced me to slow down. So living here forced me to slow down mm -hmm. and just appreciate these moments where you're in the park with a friend. Um, and I also have to mention we were students, right? So we were on a budget. Mm -hmm. So we also, you know, we couldn't go to restaurants all the time the way maybe I would when I was living in New York. Um, but we would get together and cook. That's also something I really learned to appreciate okay. having lived here. Um, the cost of living compared to New York is, you know, drastically different. So not having to worry about that has been amazing. Um, going to the grocery store, you know, is a nice experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's affordable, but you can also take your time in there. You know, sometimes in New York, there would be a line outside of Trader Joe's. So right. this is, uh what I was coming from but yeah it's been nice it's uh, you know your neighbors here mm -hmm. you see people in the supermarket and you stop and have conversations so I finally got this um sense of community okay here in Dessau which I didn't have in New York I didn't have it in Chicago either um so that's been the biggest gift I guess I can say that I've gotten from living here I think part of it, at least from my experience, comes from being a student at the university. Um, we're all in this, we're all new here, we're all going through the same thing, we're all having the same like stress of 
having to do life in German. Um, and I think that's part of it. Just being a part of student life is a built-in form of community. But I think there's also something special about, about the people. I just feel like, I mean, there was such a, a camaraderie among the students at mm -hmm. the university. Um, people were super friendly. Um, it wasn't cliquish. I don't know. I just had a really, I was lucky that I, I had a positive experience. So people naturally gravitated to each other. Okay. So I think that helped. Um, and then I think, yeah, this, this, the slowness of life here also, um, supports this feeling of community, right? There's less distractions. I think there's a lack of community in New York or it's hard to find because there's so many options, mm -hmm. right? But yeah, in, in Dessau, sometimes there's just one party and everyone's going to go to that party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for our listeners, we're comparing life in Dessau and life in New York City, right? <laughs> Which doesn't seem that fair, but still, yeah. like there are some similarities and yeah. differences. So yeah, I mean... How you how one finds community is different, I guess, depending on the city, whatever. Um, but the point I want to make is that you know Dessau was well suited for finding, at least for me, for finding this community okay. because just there's less options. Okay. Yeah. So you graduate from university. You're not ready to go home. Mm -hmm. Is that when you start to really focus on your German language lessons? Yeah, because everything's happened so quickly. I graduated and I didn't have a plan because I was so busy during this year writing my thesis. And when I finally had time to like look up and, and take a breath, I was I, I had graduated and I didn't have a plan. But I knew I had these 18 months. Mm -hmm. um, so the next natural step felt like learning German. Um, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't worked on my portfolio. Yeah, I didn't have a plan. So the next logical step was to learn German. Um, and that's what I did. So do you think you secretly wanted to stay then? Because that's your ticket to staying, right? Language. The language. Yeah. Um, for me, I guess this is just my, my personal belief that you know you're living in a country you should learn the language um so it was important for me to do that um yeah let and, me reverse that yeah because you're an american i'm an american <laughs> everybody living in america do they need to speak english Ooh, <laughs> i feel like i'm in the hot seat i think that um to, ah, this is a good question. Short answer, yeah. If you want to do life in a country, I think the easiest way to do life in a country is to speak a common language. Um, should we, in as Americans, open up our mind and get comfortable with other languages? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and I think that... Um, American youth, the youth of America, they should learn a second language. They should they should learn a language much earlier, right? We learn it most in high school, right? right? In the ninth class to the twelfth. But I think that we should start learning it 
much sooner. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, I'm living in Germany. It's going to make my life much easier to, to learn the language. And yeah, also the reverse in the U.S. Okay. But we shouldn't stop people from speaking <laughs> other languages. But I think we should offer more support to people in the U.S. who want to learn English. I think okay. that's kind of where we fall short. We tend to say, yeah, you're in the U.S., you should speak English, but we should actually offer the resources for people to do so and make it much easier. Okay. Um, it was easy for me. I had the resources to learn German. That's another thing. This is why I, I was able to um, go all the way to B2. Okay, so yeah. let's come back to your German language lessons. Mm -hmm. All right, you graduated. You want to stay in the country. Mm -hmm. You need to focus on language. You have 18 months. 18 months. Okay, so tell us your path into learning German. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, I had a few um, bits and pieces from the app and from the classes that I was going to at the university. Um, I came, I made an appointment within Lingua, mm -hmm. right? So another good thing about being on the campus is you get information from other students. So right. there's there are a bunch of other students who were also taking classes at Inlingua. So I kind of knew what the process was. So mm -hmm. I came to Inlingua, made an appointment to do the assessment test. Okay. And I scored into the the A2 level. Okay. So this is where I started. And um yeah, I think I started with my classes. So I graduated in August, and I started my classes, I believe, sometime in September. Okay, so was, right afterwards. Yeah, it was okay. pretty quick. Um, and I was doing the, what is that, the integration course? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was doing the integration course. So that means I was here Monday through Thursday for three and a half to four hours a day. a day. So it was the intensive course and it was fun. I mean, it was intense. I I would come home after my class and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wasn't prepared for um, the effect it would have on me physically. I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I guess that just is proof that you're really learning. Yeah. You know, something in your brain is changing. Hey, four hours a day. It's intense. It's very intense. And did you like your teachers? Yes. So I'm trying to think who I had. Uh, yeah, I liked my teachers. So we we stuck mostly with the same teacher. So we didn't really change. Okay. Um, so I had this, the same teacher from A2 all the way to B1. And how long does that take? Ooh, so each module, so we we start with A2.1 and then A2.2. Mm -hmm. And I believe each module might have been six weeks, something like this. Okay. Um, but my, my path from A2 to B2 was about 14 months. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I was here, let's say, from 12.30 to 3.45, something like this. Um, 
And it was really a unique experience that I'm happy to have. I mean, because you're with people who have different motivations for being in the class. Mm -hmm. um, you're with people from several different countries, um, different accents, di different, different learning styles in the classroom. Okay, how so? Um, I noticed that some students are more, they take a more collaborative approach to mm -hmm. learning, where if we get a worksheet, then they're doing it with their partner. And I'm, you know, American that I'm, I want to do the worksheet alone. <laughs> um, yeah, so there, I noticed that I had a more individualistic approach to learning and other students had a more collaborative approach. Um, and yeah, just classroom communication, like I'm, for better or worse, right? I'm, I'm trained to raise my hand, right? We've been beaten over the head with this okay. our most of our lives. <clears throat> um, and other people feel free to just, you know, I have the answer, I'm going to say it. Yeah. Um, so this was like the biggest, uh, not shock, but something I learned from, from being in the class, in this environment in the classroom. It was good. It was good for me. So what worked in the classroom for you? Did you guys do um, we role did. plays mm. or did you like break up into groups and do small group activities or did you watch videos or did you listen to uh, listening exercises? Like what, what was the most important aspect of that classroom experience that you thought was most beneficial? Yeah, yeah. so we did a little bit of everything. We, we, we followed the book, we did listening exercises, role play. Um, but I have to say that for me, the most important part or the most, the part where I learned the most, I guess, uh, was through these like learning by doing type of things, like okay. the role play. So, um, once I got to the B2 level, it was uh, Deutsch für den Beruf, so professional um, German. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, right, if we're learning about interviewing, then we would actually like do a mock interview. Okay. So I got the most out of those experiences where we're, we're either up moving around the classroom or we're giving a presentation. Okay. Um, so that was, yeah, that was, that worked most for me. Like there was one time in my class where, you know, we had to create a company and we had to come up with a logo. Then we had to present our company to the class. Okay. So I learned best in those situations and like logos, das logo. And I'll never forget the, the article because of this moment. But other than that, I'm terrible with the articles. But I remember das logo because of this activity. I think many Germans struggle with the articles. Yeah, I mean, I wish they were more open about that. I think we should all be open about how much we struggle with the articles. <laughs> so outside of the classroom, were you practicing what you had learned that particular week or that particular like module? Like yes, yeah. Um, I think really that's that's the key. I mean, everyone has their own way, but for me... I would come home, do my nap, take a nap, um, and then I would watch YouTube videos. So if there was something that was introduced, let's say a particular grammar point or something, and um, 
I didn't understand it the first time, then I would just find a similar video on YouTube um, to, you know, give me, to help me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it took me time, actually, to find, like, a method that worked for me. Okay. So I'm someone that tries a little bit of everything. So um, I watched different kinds of YouTube videos, and then you get to know the personalities on YouTube. So I have people that I like. Um <laughs> So I tried watching movies in German at first. And for me, I really think that depends on what your level is. Okay. So I tried that when I was still maybe A2 level and it wasn't working for me. Too I, difficult. Yeah. Um, but it works for me now. Okay. Yeah. So I tried it. Didn't work for me at that time. So I moved on to something else. Um, and even reading um, isn't more enjoyable for me now. So really, like the YouTube videos really worked for me, especially at that early, early A2 mm -hmm. stage, even into the B1. Okay. Um, yeah. So I definitely, yeah, I, I would come home after class, take a nap, and then do a little bit of YouTube. What do you think is the most important, or not the most important, but the, the most challenging of, of the four skills, like writing? reading listening or speaking for you for me the speaking yeah um i think that i i approached this journey let's call it really optimistically mm -hmm. and i thought that yeah once i get to be two i'm i'm a german speaker everything's going to be totally easy um and i can't speak for other languages but at least with german it's like the more you learn the more you see how far you have to go okay um so for me, the speaking has been most challenging. Um, the reading and the writing came easy. Mm -hmm. I would say easiest. Then it was listening. And then, of course, it's the speaking. Because speaking, everything's happening in real time. And I don't know. I think that's the true test of whether you, you've gotten the language. Okay. In a way, in a way. Um, and even now, I think that I'm... I still have, I need to practice actually more with the speaking. Um, but yeah, so, and I think that just depends on the person. Like I, I acquire, reading and writing naturally comes easy to me. Okay. Um, even in my own language. So yeah, that transferred over to, to German. So maybe this is like whatever strengths you have naturally will also present themselves when you're on your language learning journey. Um, yeah, because I think the speaking has a lot to do with confidence. True. Yes. Yeah. Is what I've come I mean, I to think discover. like living abroad, especially when learning languages, because you have this sense of accomplishment. Yeah. And no one can take that away from you. Yeah. And then you start to feel more integrated. Yeah. And you yeah. start to meet more people. Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to go home. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like, a, yeah, there is a strong sense of independence there that I can do this. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's a strong sense of accomplishment. And yeah, it really, um, it gives you empathy, right, for other language learners. Like now, mm -hmm. now that I've been placed, now that I've put myself in this situation where I'm, I'm living in a new country, now I can empathize deeper 
with people who come to our country and, and make a life. You know, it takes guts. Oh, my God. You know, it takes vulnerability, bravery. It does. Um, so I'm able to relate to it in a new way, empathize with it deeper. Um, yeah. So does that mean, are you immigrating to Germany? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. It's a possibility, right? It's a possibility. Um, I've been taking it, I guess, year by year. Like, mm -hmm. I'm in my third year now of living here. Um, and I'm just going to see where life takes me. Um, I'm going to, yeah, see where it goes. I'm... There's things I miss about being back home, but I think you just have to balance the priorities. Like my life is easier here, so I think this is how I ended up coming into my third year. Yeah. What? Okay. So what do you miss back home? I miss, um, I guess, the personalities of the people. I feel like Americans, at least where I'm from in the Midwest. We're casual people. We you know we're open. We like to joke around. Um, things aren't so serious, I guess, if I can say that. Okay. Yeah, I, re I really have come to appreciate the humor that Americans naturally tend to have, I guess. Okay. Um, and again, maybe this differs by region, but I'm from the Midwest, and then I spent six years in New York. Um yeah, so there's, I miss that. I miss the, the spirit of the people, okay. let's say. Well, like on the university campus, you talked about a lot of different students from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different cultures. Are you close with a German family or do you have really close German friends that you've, you know, introduced? Uh, have you been introduced to their parents or their grandparents? Or Oh, that's a great question. Um so I have to say that um, while I was a student, I didn't make a lot of um, connections or establish friendships with any German people, really. Um, it wasn't until I graduated and, and started working and studying at Inlingua that that really got me out of my bubble. Mm -hmm. And then I made German friends. So... And getting out of um, the student dorm where I was living. So then I, after graduation, I moved into an apartment. Mm -hmm. um, and that was super important to just make that transition into okay. German life, let's say. Because it really is kind of a bubble being on the campus. We speak English. You don't, you just don't have that connection to, to German people as much. Um, and yes, yeah, so... I have developed a very close friendship with my neighbor. Okay. She is a 73-year-old German woman. Fantastic. And she knows a few um, English words, but, you know, by and large, I'm forced to speak German with her. Um, yeah, and we've become really close. You know, she has a key to our flat. Mm -hmm. I have a key to hers. Okay. We spend a lot of time together. Um, and that's been an unexpected but very uh, rewarding friendship. Yeah, I mean, who would have thunk? <laughs> like, how did that relationship come about? Just by you coming and going and you're passing in the hallway? or Yeah, that's a great question. How did that develop? So um, the shared flat that I'm a part of, um, let's say for the year or two. So 
it's an established student apartment. So um, even before I had come there, the, the students living there were already close with this woman. Okay. Yeah. Um, and as a part of this shared flat, there were international students and there was one German person. So that was, I guess, the connection. Obviously, someone needs to communicate okay. with with this woman. Um, so she was already familiar with the shared flat and the people in it. Mm-hmm. And as I was coming in, one of the um, flatmates made the introduction. Okay. Because by this time, they're all close with this woman. And um, they're like, oh, they told me, yeah, I think it'll be good that you meet her because she, you know, she gets attached to the people who are living here. Okay. And yeah. So before I even moved in, we all sat down and we had a glass of wine and I got to know her like this. So by the time I moved in, then we had already established contact and we knew each other. Um, yeah, I mean, she she keeps her vacuum cleaner in our place because our flat's bigger. Um, so do you see her every day? Yeah, almost every day. That's cool. Um, our windows like face each other so she, she can see me. We wave to each other from the kitchen. Um, yeah, she's become a part of my life, of our lives in the flat. Right. Um, she's retired, you mm-hmm. know, so she accept, accepts the packages on behalf of almost everyone in the building. Ah, okay, yeah. So that's another way that um, people come to know her. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been nice. This is new for me. Dinner parties. Yeah, it's, it's Hanging out, socializing. No, it's good. It's good to... Yeah, when you meet someone special like that, you'll always value that relationship. Yeah. And again, like, there's something about being in Dessau and being in this environment where you're open to that, mm-hmm. you know, to to ha- having friendships with someone who's different, of a different age, whatever, language. Um, and she's a great lady, a very great lady. So, I mean, even before my German was at this level, we somehow managed. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we managed. Yeah. So you nice. mentioned you worked also here for Enlingua. Yes, I did work. I worked at Enlingua almost a year and a half. Yeah. I was I was nearing the end of my graduate studies and mm-hmm. then I started working here. Mm-hmm. And how would you say that experience was? It was wonderful experience. So I have to say that um, I had I had already been teaching when I was living in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so something I was interested in. And again, I had this this plan potentially to then move abroad and teach. So I, I got my start in New York. I was doing that. I was teaching um, basic English, which is one of my favorite levels to teach. I think it's fun. Um, you know, you just go in and you laugh and there's no, I don't know, there's no pretension in there. You just go in and you have fun. Um, so I was teaching students mostly from Spanish speaking countries, Mm -hmm. basic English, and I decided that I loved it. Um, I spent most of my time that back then in an office, but somehow once I got into the classroom, I just got all of this energy. And at that point I was liking it more than my, my, my normal nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) What was the age category of the students you were teaching in the States? Um, they were all adults, I would say anywhere okay. from maybe mid-20s to approaching 40, perhaps. Okay. But yeah, nice. so I was teaching adults. And then um, I discovered, yeah, I liked it. I was good at it. 
Um, and then I got the opportunity, once I moved to Dessau, um, I got the opportunity to meet John. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he gave me this opportunity to start working here. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think back to how I started. So I did also company classes. So mm-hmm. I would go out to the companies in the surrounding areas, and then I would also teach here on location. Um, but it it's different um, teaching in this context versus teaching in you know in the context from where i came in new york and teaching back home how so i think there's you have to you have to think of you have to know your audience <laughs> you have to know your audience um i'm at, at Inlingua dessau i taught adults too so that was you know that's the same and as you know you have to also teaching adults is different you know we're all adults so yeah. the way you teach you have to adjust maybe you would teach differently than if you were teaching a group of, of children, let's say. Okay. Um, right? As an adult, you you don't want to put yourself out there, right? In your normal day-to-day life, you're an intelligent, competent adult, and then you step into this laning, learn, la- language learning environment where all of a sudden you feel reduced in your intelligence and your competence. <laughs> um, so right as a teacher, you have to be sensitive to that. Um I think a challenge here is sort of uh, when you're teaching adults, like what is their learning style? Mm-hmm. And are they going to are they going to participate in, you know, role plays? Yes. Are they going to participate in yeah. group activities yes. or games or puzzles? Yes. Or... Um, <laughs> it can it, be a challenge. It's a challenge. And back to like the different learning styles that I experienced as a German student um, you know, based on what I witnessed in the classroom, it also uh, rings true when I was a teacher teaching. So some groups of people are more open to role plays and games mm. and other groups of people are not. I just think it depends on what you're used to um, educationally. Okay. Right? So I noticed, yeah, um, teaching in New York... I think it was, yeah, maybe the games. And I just think there's a different, um, I don't know, how can I explain this? The relationship between teacher and students mm-hmm. different okay. by nationality, right? Some 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 countries, it's a more traditional relationship, an authoritarian type of relationship where whatever the teacher says is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And in other countries, maybe it's a more, it's a looser relationship where you can, you know, actually have a different opinion. Um, so that's something t- to keep in mind. And that's something I had to um, to learn that whatever I did with my, my students in New York, I couldn't do the exact same thing with my students here in okay. Germany. It might not work. <laughs> as far as like the lesson plan. Yeah, the lesson in the type of activity, okay. types of activities that that we do um yeah i think some again it just and i don't know if this is a a bi-country thing or an individual thing but you know some situations you could go in and you have a looser style more Mm -hmm. conversational type style Mm -hmm. and 
some some students want this really structured regimented style exactly. and if you don't go through that process then they don't feel like they're learning but really they are do you think and this is one of my observations do you think that the german uh, let's say the company classes mm -hmm. that you taught mm. did the students take the responsibility for learning the language or do you think mm. Sometimes I get the impression that we only have an hour or an hour and a half a week. And it's, that's the time, right? There's yeah. not much effort that's being put into the language learning. Outside of that hour. Outside of that hour, outside of that hour and a half. Ooh, now we're really getting into and then the like, dirt. No, no, but I think like that, uh, that's part of my responsibility to sort of, you know, to facilitate that growth. Yeah. But sometimes I, I know that people don't have time. Yeah, this is uh, right. The challenge of teaching adults, right? They have other responsibilities. Um, yes, I I also had this observation, mm -hmm. right? Um, some students come hoping to to get everything they need to know in this hour, and that's it. But now, having been on both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. You really do need to, to do, you need to study on your own. Right. <laughs> and that's going to make your in-class time much more rewarding and, um, I don't know, fruitful. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, you know, language learning is, yeah, half, half of the responsibility rests on the teacher for sure. But a lot of it rests on yourself. And Well, like you said, yeah. you took courses intensive courses mm -hmm. and then you would go home every day after your nap then you mm. get right back online yeah look at youtube videos yeah. like you took responsibility for your own learning yeah I think and that's... you know a year and a half later you got a b2 certificate yeah. i can make doctor's appointments now and you can talk to the guy on the train station yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly uh. all right so let's talk about What's going to happen to you this weekend? Okay, yes. So I'm I'm preparing to leave Dessau, sadly, and move to Munich. So I have I'm starting a new chapter in my journey. Let's say my journey of living abroad. Um, yeah, you mentioned that I was job searching during this COVID time, which was challenging to say the least. I think we can all agree to that. Um, but I managed to find a job, so I will be moving to Munich this weekend, and I'm excited, but um, also sad. I, I made a home here for, for three years, um, but I always wanted to experience more of, of Germany and experience German culture, mm -hmm. let's say. That's been something that's been really important to me which is an, another reason to, to learn the language. To really, it allows you to, to engage more with mm -hmm. the culture and to understand the culture um, through the language. So yes, I'll be moving there. Um, What's the new job, if you want to talk about it? Yes, I'll be working as an interior designer. So finally making the switch from the old government worker. Now, <laughs> and now I'm a designer and it was a journey in and of itself. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, interestingly enough, I'll be the job, the language 
of the job is in English. Okay. Go figure. Um, but it definitely helps to have the language. Um, when but you... did you mention your interview was in was in German? For this particular job, it was in English. But prior to this, I had two um, two German interviews. Yeah. Um, is it an international company or a German company? This is an internet. Well, the office itself is international. Okay. So they're uh, a mix of nationalities there. So that's why the common language is English. Mm-hmm. But most certainly when you're dealing with clients or outside vendors, you're going to need the German. Right. So I think that I, I made the right choice okay. in starting this lang- language learning journey. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what Munich has to offer. Um, I'm I hear that the the accent's different there in, in Bayern. That's what people say. So I'm a little nervous, but also intrigued mm-hmm. to see how my German uh, holds up in a different uh, in a different state. I'm super open to whatever is going to happen in this next step. Um, it's going to be an adjustment for sure because I've been in my comfortable you know, cozy environment here in Dessau. And now um, I would be, I'm going to be living in a much bigger city, Um, you know, different vibe. I don't know what I can compare it to. If I can compare it to moving from Chicago to, I don't know, down South in the U S I'm not sure what, what to compare it to. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Mm, No, I I mean, I think that, if anyone's interested in, in learning German, they should definitely do it. Don't be intimidated. Um, and understand that it's not an overnight uh, thing. Mm-hmm. I think that was one mi- misconception that I had that, okay, uh, once I reach B1, I got it. That's it. Um, it takes time and, and language learning's, you know, individual things. Some people, maybe some people do... Um, adapt quicker than others but Mm -hmm. it's never ending you're always going to be learning something it never truly ends i would say so yes sign up learn german you know it's it will change you for the better Um, and what would you say to people who are thinking about coming to germany for university studies yes um, for working abroad, for living abroad, for traveling, for I, I guess for studying as well. I think, honestly, that it should be mandatory for all American students to do this, right? And if we make it mandatory, then, of course, we have to provide the resources. But I would love for um, American students, young people, to live abroad. It really... Um, shows you how spoiled you are it humbles you it's been an incredibly humbling three years (laughs) um and uh yeah we need this you need to see that uh there are other ways of living our way isn't always the best and it changes you. You're going to make friends for life. You're going to learn more about yourself. And um, you are going to bring this new you back to your your hometown or whatever. But yeah, I think honestly it should be mandatory. And I would encourage 
everyone to start learning a language now. Okay. Yeah, it should be a part of your, your um, I don't know, your educational program. Learn the language. Learn some. Learn a new language. Is there another language that you have next that you're interested in studying now that you've, you know, becoming more more and more comfortable with German? Yes. So I, during the pandemic, you know, I had some free time, so mm-hmm. I started learning Italian. Okay. And again, I started with the app. Um, but I've taken a break. I wanted to to come back to German and really get my German to the next level. Okay. But I'm interested in Italian and Spanish. Okay. So I can speak a little bit of Spanish. Um, so I have that foundation. So yeah, I'm interested in either Italian or Spanish next. Um, and that's another thing about learning language is that it's addicting, right? Once you learn one, mm-hmm. you want to learn another one. Um, so yeah, my advice to people looking to come to Germany specifically, Mm -hmm. start learning the language now in some way, shape or form Mm -hmm. so that when you arrive, it's not, uh, a jarring experience when you see all the signs in German. Um, I mean, I drive, I still don't understand all the street signs. Yeah. Yeah. Should I say that? (laughs) Watch out for Scott on the road. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but people should do it don't be afraid i would say don't be afraid especially in a place like germany you know it's a yeah. stable country you know the lifestyle or the culture is not drastically different from the u.s so mm-hmm. i think it would actually um be a good place to start okay and then from there you can get a little bit more adventurous okay uh, so do it oh that's good advice yeah do it well Thank you so much for participating. Thank you for inviting me. It's sir. been a pleasure to see you again. Yes, it's been nice. And we're to excited be about your your future endeavors. Yeah, I hope that you guys will have me back for an update. Yeah. You know. If you and if, you know, let us know when you're coming back through town if you want some Chicago style deep dish cuz I this is like the fourth time I've made it. Okay. And this was the one that turned out the best. Okay, got good. So I've got the rest. Good feedback now. from John Zhu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I will be back. Um, Dessau is my home away from home. Um, yeah, I feel like if I have to claim a city in Germany, I would say, yeah, I'm from Dessau. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anyone asks me where I'm from, from Dessau. <laughs> Um, yeah, so when I go to Munich, I'm from Dessau. It'll be interesting to, to, you know, I'm sure people say like, okay, Dessau, but then, I mean, I think people know Dessau because of the Bauhaus. Ah, one quick thing I have Mm -hmm. to say. I was, not this Christmas, but the Christmas before, I was in my hometown, Carpentersville, Elgin area, and I, I met some German people at the at the train station, at the Metra stop. So Fantastic. it's this regional line that goes from suburbs to the city. I heard some people speaking German. I'm like, what is going on here? Not here. Um, so yeah, I approached them and I spoke a little German with them. Turns out they had some family living in the area. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was able to talk with them a bit and tell them I'm from Dessau. They knew it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was great. It was a great little... See, when you start telling people in the States that you're from another country in another city, I think you've already left that place. Sort of. Yeah. 
yeah, once once I'm at the train station speaking German, I think I've started to make my yeah. my exit. But uh, I don't know. I miss home, and I hope to be there after the pandemic ends. It'd be nice to get back, see everyone. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Thank, well, thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Enlingua Podcast, live from Dessau. We hope you stay tuned for more episodes.